So uh, if if I were to talk to 1985, Dave, and, <laughs> and be tell like, him who today's ugh, I got to brush my hair again. I ugh, look at this. I, it, yeah. I gotta, 35 uh, years from now, a, a little 21-year-old Dave, <laughs> you're going to get 22-year-old Dave. <clears throat> you're going to get... Uh, Actually closer to 23-year-old. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you're going to get a chance to interview... Yeah. The punky QB, oh my Jim McMahon. Oh my god, I'd be, I, what, it, it would, it would make me, I, 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 I will have succeeded. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge success. Uh, but yeah, we were able to, uh, well, interview Jim McMahon, who, for my money, greatest quarterback in my lifetime. Well, yeah, I mean, as a Bears uh, fan, yeah, we have a pretty low bar on yeah, that, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rick, you're number four on the list. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, very thrilled to have him on. Uh, Jim McMahon uh, will be coming up here in just a few moments, but first, listen to this other fine old pie show. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. From your mom's basement. My mother has been kind enough to allow us to do the show from her basement. Uh, every, any kind of hummel that you need is right here behind us. Yes, the, there's the, a the, shrunk. We call that a shrunk. And that's her backup shrunk. Come on, <laughs> come on by. I'll make, a, I'll make a sandwich. And she did. I love the fact that she made you bagels and, and uh, locks. Yeah, and, and you got nothing. And Kate, she gave me squat. <laughs> she gave me squat. Oh, are those pickles on the top yes. of those? Yes. Yes, this is first class no, here. Is... It's not just sandwiches. Um, they're cut into tiny little triangles. Right, right. So they're like finger sandwiches. This could be afternoon tea. If Queen Elizabeth came in here, right. she'd be perfectly at home. Right. And and we could put her on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And we could show her a Hummel. <laughs> the, yeah. The second class Hummels. The, the bench, the Hummels that are on the bench. We'd bring the first class I, once you down think here. So. Tony Lasano Podcast and Opi Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, this week's guest is, well, the best Chicago Bears quarterback of my lifetime. And, and you're 187, <laughs> right? I'm 59 years <laughs> old. Starting quarterback for the Bears in Super Bowl Twenty. the one and only punky QB himself. Please welcome of the show jim mcmahon jim hey good morning guys hey listen uh you probably don't remember me but we've met a few times before i was the producer of Stephen gary show on the loop oh yeah and one time you came in and you guest hosted the show for them do you remember that you came in and mm. you you that's, said that's that's got to be a long time ago. <laughs> well, it was like thirty years ago. You were still playing. You were still playing. And I, here's here's my memory of it. All right, you were sitting there. Uh, you do like an hour and a half. At four fifteen, you look up at the clock and you're like, "This goes until seven? <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was all of your teammates started calling in, and before you knew it, uh, we had I think Bortz showed up and Thayer came in and. And it was like a you know an eighty five bear show. It was a it ended up being a fantastic show. But I remember looking in your eye uh, early on. It was like this sucks. <laughs> Does that yeah, sound I'm familiar? Not, I'm not made to have a real job. So it's... <laughs> you know that that whole mid to late eighties must have been just this crazy uh, whirlwind for you. You know, you had the best selling book with Bob Verdi. You had the national commercials, you're on Letterman, you know, you had your own restaurant. But other than the football, what was the best perk that came from being on that team? Was it 
Did you get always great parking? Did you get an extra <laughs> yeah. pickle with a deli sandwich? I mean, what? I mean, what? Can you think of something, uh, some perk that you're like, wow, this is great? Actually, parking outside of the um, the stadium where the Bulls and the Blackhawks play, oh, United yeah. Center. Yeah, I got to you know pull right up alongside the building there. The cops always let me park there instead of having to walk across the lot. So that that was always a good perk. That, that's yeah. worth a lacerated kid. Yeah, right that, there, that, that, good, that good that good parking is always good in Chicago. <laughs> that really pays off. Uh, let's talk about the football part too, because you're you're rookie of the year, you're Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. I saw Jim Covert said you were the smartest player he ever played with. And Dick Butkus said you had the mentality of a linebacker, and he thought you were the toughest quarterback he had ever seen. And yet, Mike Ditka seemed like he was mad at you all the time. <laughs> what did you do to him? Why well, is I, that? I probably changed too many of his plays. That's probably why he got mad. So that is it, right? I mean, because you, uh, you were famous for audibling all the time. Well, it's not like I audibled a lot. Well, I did audible a lot, but yeah. um, he got upset when I didn't even call the play that he'd sent in. That, those are the ones that really bothered him, I think. Because he'd sent in some plays, and, you know, um, when I the way I was taught in college, if I, if I see something that I can exploit on the defense, to do it. And uh, he didn't like me to have that kind of freedom, I don't think. Right. I don't, I don't know if he he thought I didn't understand the game. I, I don't really know what it was, but I, I did understand the the game. The game is not that difficult. It never really was to me. And uh, you know, he thought he was a, a um, an offensive coordinator, which he was not. I mean, he was he was a tight end. He was a great tight end. I would love to play with him. He was a yeah. great player. And had he been in my huddle, I think he would have understood. I knew what the hell I was doing. Right. Uh, you know, he just thought I did things to piss him off, and I'm I'm out there trying to win games. And you know, everybody knew, especially early on in my career, eighty two, eighty three. Everybody knew, third and long or second long, we're going to run a sweep with Walter Payton. Right. And I remember my first start, my rookie year, was against the Lions, and it was third down and long. And sure enough, he calls the sweep. And even the, the Detroit players know it. They go, "Hey, watch the sweep." They had nine guys to the right. <laughs> waiting for the sweep and so i i, I called a simple off tackle play which it, it wasn't in the game plan that week but it, it's a play everybody knows and uh it was just a simple off tackle play to, to the fullback uh going the other way because i had i had three guys on one over there so yeah. i called it and my left guard looked up at me and said 34 what the hell's 34 <laughs> like i said it wasn't in the game plan that week and i said boots you were running right over you block that guy and, and of course, the Lions all thought we were just bullshitting. And uh-huh. I, I gave the ball to Sui. He gets nine. I think it was third and seven. He got nine yards oh, wow. for a first down. And and uh, I'm coming back to the huddle. And my Noah Jackson grabbed me. He says, "Do you got any more surprises for me, youngster?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm not running into a brick wall. Just keep your ears open and, and run the play I call." You know. And then Walter grabbed me. This is the only time Walter had ever said anything to me on the field. He says, "Keep doing what you're doing," oh, because I don't, I don't want to run into that either. Well, <laughs> you know, think I about nobody, that. I guess nobody ever changed the play before I got there. It was just ridiculous. But think, think about the fact that Walter faced that for years and years and years. That everybody knew he was going to get the ball, and he still set the record yeah. for most rushing yards. That's how great Walter Payton was. 
Right. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I got there. I said, you've been here for six years already running behind this? <laughs> yeah. How can you walk anymore? <laughs> right. I mean, I'd give him the ball. I'd hand him the ball, and I'd watch him make a 30-yard run that only gained about two. Right. go from sideline to sideline just bouncing off people. And I'm trying to throw blocks one way or the other. And I'm like, damn, wh- wh- you know, where are you going? <laughs> but, yeah, it's amazing to me how, you know, how well he was able to play and then not miss games i mean he only missed one game in 13 years yeah i I miss a game every week (laughs) is is he the best football player you ever saw yes yes without a doubt to me i mean he could do it all i mean he could run he could block he could throw he could kick uh he had great attitude uh just a just a great teammate you know never like i said he never said a word to me in the huddle like give me the ball none of that kind of stuff never pinched your butt <laughs> oh yeah he pinched a lot of yeah. things <laughs> <laughs> he was he kind was, of famous uh, for that he's still the strongest guy i've ever met in my life i mean yeah. he's just you know 208 pounds of rock and uh just a hell of a lot of fun to be around just an absolute tragic you know yeah it's it's a, just, now were you in contact with him while at, at the, while he was sick did you, um, I mean, did, did you have any? I saw him, uh, I think, just before he might have announced that he was sick. Because mm-hmm. I, I was, I said, man, what's going on here? You know, when I saw him. And then he announced, you know, he had the, he had the problem. But uh, yeah, that was very tough to see. Same same with Steve McMichael right now. No, Steve's yeah. going through, you know, this ALS. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's crazy how it just eats up the body like that. I mean, he's still very sharp. He, he knows what's going on. He just can't really relate that and it's uh it's just eating them up yeah Yeah, it's tough to watch you know we were rick and i we were in college in 1985 and uh we're just going to say something right here we spent a lot more time researching the bears than we did (laughs) at any of our college you know when we were there uh but that thursday night game and i remember we were watching it we had this crappy real shitty little 12 inch black and white tv in this absolute dilapidated shanty that we were yeah, living in exactly and you threw you know those glorious three tds you know against the vikings i'm pretty sure that my, my that my girlfriend got so excited that i actually may have even gotten laid that night because of you so thank you for that i don't think i've ever a boy <laughs> well, did, you, did you do it right yeah you know well, let's not it wasn't th- it wasn't a three touchdown performance if, if that's what you're asking it was more of a okay. one touchdown yeah, performance. Yeah, right <laughs> one and done it, an extra, it was an extra point at best you know uh but you know you didn't go for two no <laughs> not even back then i i couldn't do it um what you know obviously that was you know the i wouldn't say a game of a lifetime but do you have any memories of that game because it was just on our 12 inch black and white tv you were michelangelo man it was just unbelievable do you have any memories of that game or you know how how you i I remember it it, you know i can remember stuff that happened 35 years ago ask me about yesterday i'll have a problem but um yeah, I just remember that you know it was it was a big game, even though it was early in the season. Yeah, because they they were two and zero, we were two and zero, and they're in our division, obviously. And uh, and and I don't think we'd ever beaten them. I think we beat them up there the year before. That's the only time that we had beaten them since I'd get got to Chicago. And um, you know, it was a big game. I had the Joe Namath was was doing the game. He was my idol as a kid, and um, I just remember they came to Chicago that Wednesday to watch our practice before we flew up to uh, Minnesota. And I had just gotten out of the hospital. I spent Sunday and Monday night in, uh, in, in traction at the hospital for my neck and back. And uh, I also had a, a turf burn that I got on my, I think it was my left or right knee. I can't remember. 
but my calf had swelled up so bad because of the turf burn. And oh, so man. I had all kinds of issues. And, and, uh, and then I didn't participate in the practice. I sat up and watched it with, uh, with the uh, Monday night crew. And they go, hey, aren't you going to play? I go, yeah, I'm going to play. And how come you're not at practice? And I'm like, well, we, our offense hasn't changed in the four years I've been here. I don't think I'm missing anything. <laughs> I bet the coaches I, love that when you yeah, say that, guess, right? I guess he was a little pissed that I was uh, sitting there chatting with them rather than uh, being over there watching. But anyway, we get up to Minnesota that night. We have a team meeting, and he tells me on the plane, you're not playing. He says, you, you, know, you haven't been to practice. You're not going to play. I said, okay, fine. So we get to the hotel. I just stayed in my room uh, when they're having a meeting, and I'm icing my leg and my back. And and one of the coaches came up and said, hey, he's mad that you're not at the meeting. I said, well, why do I have to be at the meeting? I'm not, I'm not playing, he said. So I ended up having to go down to the meeting. He you know, cussed me out in front of everybody. And and so uh, the next day I get up and, and – or throughout the day i'm not feeling that bad it's amazing what adrenaline will do for you when mm-hmm. you, you get close to game time uh, a lot of those little nagging things seem to go away and then you know plus i'd had i don't know how many painkillers and muscle relaxers in right. me i uh, also had some needles so i was feeling no pain when we got to the uh the stadium and uh during pre-game warm-ups i was actually i was throwing the hell out of the ball i mean i was <laughs> i was winging as good as i've ever wanted and uh, I went up to him. I said, hey, man, if you need me, I can play tonight. And he says, you're not playing. Get the hell out of here. Just, you missed my meeting. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, during the, the first half of the game, it wasn't like Steve Fuller was playing badly. I mean, we just weren't – nothing was happening. You know, we weren't doing anything offensively, defensively. Tommy Kramer was picking us apart. And uh, it just wasn't the same team that I'd, I'd watched for the first two weeks. You know, guys coming off the field with their heads down and – and uh, so I just kept bugging the hell out of Mike, you know, just that whole first half. I don't think I let him, I let him be. And then that first series of the second half, they came out and scored and uh, we went three and out. And that's when I really got in his face. And to this day, I'm convinced the only reason he put me in is to get him away from him. I was just, <laughs> it's the I only was way to shut him, you up. I was driving him absolutely nuts. And, uh, he finally said, "All right, damn it, you're you're in." He goes, "We're going to do this," and he gives me a gives me a play. It was actually a screen pass, and I actually called the play. Uh, and as you know, as as I get the snap from the center, everything unfolds. I see blitz, and and I, I know in blitz, whoever's got the back, the the screening back, the blitzing linebackers are going to run right to him anyway. And so I kind of stumbled away from the center, if you remember. I almost fell on my mm-hmm, face because mm-hmm. my legs were a little wobbly from all the damn painkillers. Yeah. And uh, so when I regained my balance and I planted my foot, I just happened to look downfield. And Willie was doing his job. He was just running his guy deep, and he was 10 yards behind him. So I just threw it to him. I knew there, was, there wasn't enough time for the lineman to be downfield for the screen yet because I just, I just planted my foot. And so I let it go, and, uh, you know, we score. Everybody was, you know, happy, and I get to the sidelines. Dick about ripped my head off. <laughs> that man is never to, happy, what, is he? What the hell play call did you do? And I said, I, I called the screen. He goes, why'd you throw it to Willie? I go, well, he was open. We got a touchdown. Look, like, look at the what scoreboard. The what do you want from me, man? Yeah, and, so, and, and then I remember we got a quick turnover, and then uh, – the second play, I believe, was a it was a bootleg play. You come out, you're supposed to hit the back in the flat, or the tight end coming across the field. 
And so, and I know the only the only guy that can stop that play is the free safety. If the free safety jumps the tight end, then you and the the uh, linebacker jumps the back, you really got no other options. And so I'd always tell Dennis McKinnon that the offside receiver, I said, hey, you know, if that free safety jumps the tight end, you just replace him. Because I, I don't even know what his route was. They had him doing something something stupid. I don't know what it was. I said, you just replace the, the free safety. And sure enough, I came out there. And I could have hit Walter in the flat for, an, you know, probably two or three-yard gain. But, you know, I, I was I was getting greedy at that point. I was yeah. feeling pretty good. And so I just waited. I, I looked at the tight end, and Emery was coming open. And sure enough, the, the free safety jumped him. And I never even saw Dennis. I just said, you know, I knew he was going to be there. I just threw it over the free safety's head, and Dennis was there. Wow. So two for two, and then, uh, you know. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> series later, I got another, you know, scrambled out and hit hit Dennis again for another long one, and that that was pretty much it. But, wow. yeah, without without me bugging him, uh, we probably would have lost that game. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. Uh, you know, the one person from your career that uh, I can never forgive uh, is Charles Martin. Uh, he was obviously the Green Bay lineman who grabbed you, threw your down, threw you down. Um, that was the cheapest shot I've ever seen in a football game in my life, and since too. And and you really never really fully recovered from that, did you? After that, after that injury, well, that was actually the start of all my head problems. I'm still dealing with today. Yeah, because uh, the doc told me the only way you can. Your neck could get this screwed up as if you get dumped on your head. And I said, well, let me show you that clip. Yeah. Because they thought, they thought it was my shoulder. But the first thing that hit the ground was the top and side of my head. And so, um, yeah, my shoulder was messed up at, already. It, that, that really didn't bother it much more. But you know, I shouldn't have played from the first game of that season. I, I dislocated my right shoulder in the opening game at 86. And, okay. Uh, and I kept trying to play. You know, I, I played – I think six games that year. Uh, one of them all. I don't know how because I, I couldn't feel the ball. Couldn't. Yeah. You know, my arm was my arm was gone. So, so it was kind of a, a blessing because I got I got to go see a real doctor right after that game. And I went out to see Frank Job in L.A., great shoulder and elbow guy, and uh, he told me within five minutes your arm's coming out of the socket. And I said I've been telling these guys that for ten weeks. He said you need surgery right away, and so. Uh, I finally had the surgery late in 86 and uh, our doctor actually flew out to watch it because he'd, he'd been telling me all year, there's nothing wrong with my arm. Mm. And so as soon as he cut me, he cut me from the top of my shoulder down to my armpit. And as soon as he opened me up, the doctor went, wow, he wasn't lying. This is what Frank Job told me after I woke up. <laughs> I go, why the hell would I be lying? I mean, sure, this, this is how I make my living with my right arm. And I couldn't even feel my right arm for those that, that year. I was lucky to be able to come back and play it all. Man, so the, the the Charles Martin incident is that I know that when you went to the White House after the Packers won the Super Bowl, you wore your Bears jersey under your sports jacket, didn't you? Yeah, I, I told all the uh, I mentioned it to my my teammates in in Green Bay. I also talked to the coaches about it. I said, look, we didn't get to go to the White House when we won, right? And uh, I said we still haven't been. It's been 11 years. And <clears throat> I said, so I'm going to represent my team. And they, none, none of my teammates or coaches had a problem. Oh, Fritz Shermer is the only coach that had a problem. And then I realized why. Fritz Shermer, he was our defensive coordinator in Green Bay. 
And he was also the defensive coordinator for the Rams when we beat the Rams to go to the Super Bowl in '85. Oh, yeah. so that kind of brought back some bad memories for him. But other than that, you know, nobody, you know, some of the Green Bay fans probably were pissed. But uh, I was just representing our guys. And uh, yeah, it took me. Uh, I probably should have went up to Green Bay two or three years prior to to me doing that. I just couldn't get myself to do it because yeah. it, you know there was such bad blood for the seven years I was in. Chicago against Green Bay, especially right. when Forrest, Forrest Gregg was the coach. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, it got out of hand there for a few years. And so I just, you know, I had so much bad blood, you know, or a bad taste in my mouth for Green Bay. I just didn't want to do it. But Mike Holmgren uh, was the coach. Uh, Andy Reid was on his staff at the time. Andy Reid was my tackle in college. I've known that big boy for a long time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And oh. uh, so I, he talked me into coming up there. He goes, you know, he goes, you should have came up here a year ago. Because I, I, this all started when I was playing in Cleveland in 95. Uh, we were playing the Packers, and I think it was week 10, something like that. And I'm playing catch with Andy. Andy's got his Green Bay stuff on. I'm in my Cleveland stuff. Mm-hmm. Playing catch on the 50-yard line. He says, hey, you should have came here this year because we're, we're pretty good. I said, I know. I, I screwed up. I don't like it here. I hate that little guy over there, Belichick. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, don't be surprised if I'm available soon. And he goes, what? I said, just check the waiver wire. So the very next day after the game, I'm, I'm in the quarterback meeting watching the game film, and I get up to go to the restroom. And uh, here come the GM that's been giving me the runaround because uh, these guys lied to me about the, my contract. They, they did a deal under the table, and then they reneged on it. So uh, I was I was very pissed off. They still owe me for seven game checks, by the way. Really? Wow. So I cornered this guy, and I said, hey, I, I need my money. And he said, well, maybe we'll pay you, maybe we won't. Oh, Jesus. And so I, I lost it, man. I grabbed him by his, head, his neck and started whacking his head on the wall, and I said, you're going to pay me my money. And then I realized what I was doing, so I – I looked around. This is before they had cameras everywhere, right? Yeah. So there was nobody think, in the hall. I think the no statute cameras, of limitations so. has run out. Yeah. yeah. I whacked him again. I walk <laughs> into the training room and call my attorney. I said, you better get me cut right now. And he goes, what happened? I said, get me cut. And so I said, here's the number. And he calls me back within two minutes. And he said, they'll release you if that's what you want. I said, yep. And he says, okay. So I walk now I walk back into the QB meeting. This all happened within 10 minutes. And I said, all right, boys, I'll see you later. And uh, the coach said, "What? where are you going? I said, I'm out of here. And he goes, have you talked to Bill? And I, Belichick. And I said, I said, you can tell that lying son of a bitch to kiss my ass. I'm gone. <laughs> wow. And so this was, this was Monday afternoon. By Tuesday night, I was up in Green Bay and uh, finished out that 95 season. We ended up losing the nfc championship game that year and so i stuck around for one more and i and then during training camp in 96 i you know i saw the uh, the schedule and i said hey man the super bowls it's on the same day that we won you know 11 years ago i said it's in the same place too it's back in new orleans yeah. and i was talking to brett and i said look this is this is happening just like it did in in, uh, in 85 you know we lost the championship game in 84 ended up winning it in 85 i said this is just I said, now it's it's back in New Orleans. It's, it's on the same day. I said, just don't screw this up. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be good. And it ended up, you know, we get back there and we're playing the same team. That's what was yeah. crazy about it. Beat the same. Can you guys hold on one second? Yeah, of course. Yep. Ringing my doorbell. I think it's the. Uh, I've been waiting on this damn dryer for two weeks. 
You need any help putting it together? Yeah. Rick and I are. Well, we're really handy. We're supposed to install it, so hold on one second. I thought my girl was still here. Oh. Hello? Hi, Jim. This is Isha. Oh, they're not here yet? Uh, I've been trying to reach it. Actually, I'm, on, I'm doing an interview right now. Do you want to come in and sit down? Do you want me to check the drive instead? Because it says like 1024. He keeps changing. Yeah, that's right. I can't sit here and wait. Hold on, guys. I'm coming right hey, back. Hey, no, no problem. Right. No problem. <laughs> Do you, what are you thinking on a Maytag? What kind of you think you got? <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the hell it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Uh... But my landlord just showed up, so she's waiting for the. Yeah. Can we talk to her and see what kind of tenant you are? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we moved in here. I've sold my house here in uh, Arizona, and I'm just renting a smaller place now. I got a place down in Mexico. I'm spending more time down there. Is oh, it really weather related, it, or what? What is uh, or America well, related? Just, it's, <laughs> it's it's Biden related. I mean, the way he's screwing everything up. Yeah, right. I don't want to buy anything else around here and have to pay pay them more. So. Uh, can, can we continue or you're yes, are you go ahead. Oh, okay Sorry. that's okay uh you know i just my uh you were talking about the the you know wearing the bears jersey and mm -hmm. everything which is something that you're going to be famous for in chicago forever it's uh it's wonderful it's something we'll never forget and and you know you've got that whole punky qb attitude that you're famous for but you know, people thought that you were crazy, but you're really not crazy. You just don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. Isn't that kind of your superpower? That's, that's how I've always been. I mean, why, why, why let people, I mean, people that criticize you, most of them don't know you for, for one. Yeah, I mean, right. I've, I've never tried to, uh, you're never going to make everybody happy. So you don't have to, can't worry about it. I've been that way my whole life. I don't care how, what people think. You know, they thought I was nuts. So what? I know I'm not nuts. Well, sometimes I am, maybe. But the guys uh, put your landlord me. on the phone. We're going to see. We're going to really tell if you're nuts or not. The guys around me in my huddle, they knew what the hell. They knew that I knew what I was doing, and so that's why they they played the way they did for me because they they knew that I I understood and and I understood their their pain as well. You know, our offensive line never got the credit that they deserved. You know, they yeah. did something that's that never was never done before. They, they, they led the league in rushing four straight years, and it's, it was never done before or since, I don't think. And that's a credit to those guys. Well, they were and, great uh, because everybody knew we were going to run it, yep. and we still we were still able to lead the league in rushing, and that's that's an uh, un unbelievable feat. You know, Jimbo Cobra finally got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. It's taken forever. I think there's you know the other four four other guys probably could be on there too. Yeah, uh, you know, well, Keith Van Horn, and, and I think the best move the Bears ever made was was taking Mark Bortz, who was a he was drafted as a defensive lineman, and they moved him to uh, offensive guard, and so he played offense like a, a defensive player, and that's what you need. You need nasty guys on the offense because you're, you're playing against nasty guys, right? And right. so he brought that attitude back to that line, and uh, Kurt Becker was another guy that brought attitude. Uh, up there till he got hurt and then Tommy Thayer uh, replaced him but you know Jay Hilgenberg was pro bowler for what 12 years yeah. he's not in the hall of fame I mean I, I don't get it
Yeah, that's a good. He sh- he should definitely well, be in. Well, there. he should that's be in the Hall of Fame just because he had a heart attack while playing ping pong and continued with the ping pong game. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, now he's smaller than me. All he does is jump rope now. I mean, he must yeah. weigh 180 pounds. Yeah, he does. He, he it's hard to believe that I he told was him I wouldn't an mind NFL taking center. a snap from him. Wouldn't mind taking a snap from him now. He doesn't have that big fat pimply ass. <laughs> Yeah, you've seen a lot of men's asses, haven't you, in your in your career? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, before we got before we started taping, you mentioned uh, that you're you're having some foot issues. Um, you have had how many surgeries now? Well, the foot was going to be my twentieth surgery. It ended up being twenty two. I had to have three surgeries because I, I had an infection. Uh, they talked about cutting my foot off. Oh, um, man. Everybody, every doctor I showed these pictures to, they said, you're going to lose your foot. And now they see it and they go, whoever did that did a hell of a job to keep your foot because, I mean, the, the, the big wound is finally healed, but the uh, foot it was frozen in one spot for six months, so now it just doesn't want to move. So I'm having a, a tough time breaking up the scar tissue and uh, trying to walk. Oh, man. So can you, you you can't even play golf anymore, huh? Well, I I played up in Tahoe this year. I kept my streak going. Um, I was this was thirty three years in a row up in Lake Tahoe, and the only other guy that's been to every tournament was Jack Wagner, the actor. And okay. I said, I said, look, I'm not letting an, an actor outdo me. I'm playing. <laughs> they said because I, I I went to him early in the week. I said I'm going to need a cart, and they said, oh, we don't do carts. I'm like. Okay. They said, you don't have to play in your streak. You know, you keep your streak. I said, no, you have to play to keep your streak. So I said, I'm playing. So if you want me to hold up the whole tournament, I'll crawl to my ball if I have to, but I'm playing. So they, they you know, after all, the, so it was like pulling teeth to get a cart. I said, look, I'm not going to win the damn thing. Let me just get to my ball, keep my streak going. Mm-hmm. And I, I promise I won't come in last. And I didn't. I don't know. I was down low, but it wasn't last. So you did the, you did an entire round? 18 holes? I, did, I played five rounds that week. Holy yeah, shit. Wow. I'd play the round and go go ice my foot all night. But uh, Man. Well, it, I said, hell, it's only golf. It's not like somebody was hitting me in the back while I'm out here. Hmm. I said, I played games feeling as bad as this. Well, that's I guess that's a good point. Um, can we uh, – the one the last thing I wanted to do with you, it, it, can we do like a lightning round, just ask you a, a couple of quick questions? Just tell us the first name that comes to mind when we uh, throw uh, something out at you. We'll, All right. We'll start with the best quarterback you ever saw. <sighs> Whoever I saw or played against. Either or. Uh, that's tough. I'd, I'd put Joe Montana up there. Okay, pretty good. Uh, scariest defensive player that you faced? Wilbur Marshall. Hmm. Yeah, God. <laughs> I can't imagine. You saw him in practice every day. I saw, him every ju- day. I saw him at Jewel and he scared the shit out of me. I played against him when he was in Washington and I was in Philly too. Hmm. So that's... How about best coach? Uh, I'm going to say my dad. Oh. That's a that's a good good quality answer. Uh, uh, last one, best stadium concessions of any place that you've ever played. Ooh, I think that I think we opened up that new Atlanta stadium when I was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what team I was with, but yeah, they, <laughs> I was up there, I was up there standing in line in pregame with my, I had my uh, game pants on, my half tee, and I'm standing in line with 
I got a football. I, I didn't have my money with me, so I'm standing in line. At, I think it was a Pizza Hut or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing in line with all these other people. They go, "Aren't you playing that?" Like, yeah. Games in a couple Wait, hours. Can I, I eat? <laughs> can I get a pepperoni? What's the? So I, I get up to the, the front of the line. I, I tell the girl, "Look, you know, I'm, I'm playing in the game today, but I'm, I don't have any my money. But I'll give you this football. I said it's worth you know fifty bucks." Oh no, I can't do that. I said, "Do you have a manager?" She goes, "Yeah." She goes, goes and gets the manager. He comes out. I go, "Dude," and he recognized me. He goes, "You want to trade that that for a pizza?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Here, give him two. So I got two pizzas." Right, but no garlic bread. Okay, it's just the pizzas. I went back down, sat underneath the goalpost while the pregame was going on. I ate my pizzas, and then I went and got dressed and played. So. But they have good they have good concessions there in Atlanta. <laughs> you know they just don't make players like you anymore, Jim <laughs> yeah, McMahon. Exactly. It's uh, it this has been a, this has been a real joy for us to talk yeah. to you. Thank you very much for doing it. Uh, I, I follow you on Twitter. You're a great follow on Twitter. I, I you know you post a lot of cool videos. I also see that you have like a a punky collection of merchandise. Do you want to tell people where they can get that stuff? Well, I, you know, I, I, I really don't do much on that okay. Twitter thing. I've got people that do that. And, well, you got uh, some good people that work that are yeah, doing my, that. My way. son does a lot of it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got some other people working on that as well. I, you know, I, I, I'm too busy to be looking at this stuff all day long. Yeah. Well, I'm not. <laughs> well, I don't even have a job, and I'm busy. I need to get a job to get some time off. Well, hey, listen. well you want to be our co-host? You are awesome. You we'll want to every week? You, you want to come on show? In? Well, I'm actually I'm in the I'm in the cannabis business, so I'm I'm in the uh, we just we just launched our product here in Arizona uh, yesterday. So I'm I'm with a couple ex ball players, Kyle Turley and Evan Britton, and played for the Bears uh, for a couple years. Big. Big offensive linemen. Those are my partners in the company called Revenant. Cool. Hopefully, we'll be coming to Illinois soon. Uh, How many states is well. it? Is it legal now? Uh, I believe medically twenty six or something like that. Okay, so yeah, that's... is Arizona recreation or can you? Uh, yeah, they just passed that too. But I mean, that's that's just another recreation medicinal. It's all ridiculous. It's just they're yeah. putting you in a box, you know. Yeah. Well, I um, had horrible sleeping issues, um, and of course, I was on the you know the Zoloft and the Ambien and whatever, and I just started. Oh yeah, and I just Those started, will kill you. And I just started taking edibles, and I am I've, sleep. I've cut it. I've cut my uh, pharmaceutical down to probably a fifth of what I was you know yeah. using before. You got to get that down to zero. Yeah. Yep. Um, those those things will kill you. They'll, they'll mess up everything. Your insides, your kidneys, oh, your liver. Yeah, uh, you could you could probably be a medical doctor with uh, everything <laughs> that uh, you've experienced in, in your career there, Jim. Well, I've sampled a lot of their products, and it's uh, yeah, that's probably why I'm feeling the way I do. But well, I haven't. Well, other than this year, I mean, I, I the last pain pill I had, I think, was 2004. I was I ate, I was eating them for seven years after I retired. And then I moved out here, and just been strictly uh, cannabis until this year. I had to I had to break down when I had my foot done because I needed the pain pills in. Yeah. When the, that that infection kicked in and my foot exploded, yeah, I needed I needed something other than my cannabis. Wow. Well, well, thank you for uh, thank you for doing the show. 
Uh, this has been a big treat for us, and thank you for all the enjoyment you gave us over the years uh, with the Bears. Right. Uh, we'll never forget it. Right, and, and facilitating me having sex that one night yeah, was awesome. You, you got you. Dave Laid. I think that should be on your business card because not many people can get, say that. You should get a beer. Hey, very least when you're in Chicago, beer, and I've got a lot of edibles in the in the in the closet. We'll we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll be there next week. A friend of mine's daughter's getting married, so. I'll be there for the wedding really next next weekend sounds good well uh much health to you we know that you're you know you're grappling with your foot problem now but much health to you and good vibes your way and again thanks for thanks for everything thanks and good luck with the dryer yeah. All right, guys. Is uh, it a Maytag? One one last question. Maytag? Do we know? He doesn't know. Oh, he doesn't know. I still don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. As you can tell, I don't do much around the house. Can you tweet us I the picture of that? A, I can change a light bulb. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Hi, right, buddy. Thanks. All right, guys. Have a good day. Have Thanks. a good one. Later. Bye. 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 I really think we should head down there and help him with the washing well, machine. Well, we should dryer. ask him what kind of lint, like lint trap, yeah. is on this on this dryer. Yeah. You know, uh, I know he was a little worried, I think, yeah. about it. And uh, I would well, have loved to talk to the landlord. You know, we could edit that out, but we're not going no, to. No, because no. <laughs> that's just that's just part of the fun. This is, you know, I love doing this show. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's great. And what I love more than anything is when we talk to these, you know, big celebrities or whatever, we always find some little goofy yeah. thing that, and they, it, it appears to me that they enjoy talking about those little goofy things more than the questions that they have been asked over and over and over. Again. Yeah. Apparently no one has ever asked Jim McMahon about uh, the concession stand before because <laughs> that's the I've greatest never story. heard that pizza story. <laughs> have you? the greatest story I've ever heard. Uh, anyway, thanks to Jim McMahon for coming on the show. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com we should thank brandon herman for mm, yeah. uh, helping us score jim mcmahon as mm, guest yeah. thanks very much the show is distributed by ed silla with radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of celebrity minutia men interview or minutia men celebrity interview or the interview of celebrity minutia. Or... I think I'm going to read it off the card here for you. <laughs> minutia men celebrity interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.